What's up, people? This is Magnus Gamer Two Five Five, and this is another exciting episode of PGTR. Thank you, thank you. Well, unfortunately, I'm gonna be doing this one solo. Yes, again, I'm gonna be doing this one solo. Um, tonight's topic: uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I know last episode of pgtr when i was talking about my final fantasy fiasco once again thank you gamestop <laughs> but yeah let's talk about it let's let's get into it so i know i'm late i'm definitely late i'm like two months late of discussing this but in all honesty i have my reasons why a well you know one i wanted to play the game Two, you know, me and the guys were still working on, you know, getting the podcast up fully operational. But, you know, again, life is life. Things happen. But, you know, I'm trying to hold it down. P.O.P. Holding it down. Pimp squad, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, um, those were kind of the main reasons. And the last main reason was everyone... And their mama was talking about this. Like, it came to the fact that I felt like it was the five-day forecast because it was just so many videos, and you know, I had gaming buddies, I had friends. They would send me videos, and I would just look the other way because I didn't want to even breathe the topic of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom because it's just one of those things that I know I want it. I know I'm going to play it. I don't want to hear nobody talking about it. I don't want to hear conspiracy theories i just don't want to hear it but to each his own nintendo i do got something that i want to say to you guys try not to show just like everything you know i heard about the nintendo direct where you guys show gameplay and a lot of feedback that i've heard from people was you pretty much gave the game away and you just don't want to do that but in blind sight it is what it is it happened had fun with the game and let's get into it some more so i've heard feedback from some gamers some gamers say they didn't like it some gamers said they didn't know what the hell they was doing some gamers they just gave up in life (laughs) well for honesty for anyone who hasn't touched tears of the kingdom yet i'm just gonna say this if you have not played breath of the wild you may want to do that first because it's basically a sequel and with that being said breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom the play style is totally different if you have ever played a souls game you kind of understand that it could be very frustrating and you have to have a lot of patience i suck at soul games i'm not even gonna lie i've played what was it uh demon souls I've played Bloodborne, and I'm gonna be honest, I already threw my controller, threw my hands up in the air, and traded them games with a heartbeat. I was over it. But with Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and Tears of the Kingdom, I was able to push through. So those was my, I guess, first type of soul games that I've beaten. And, you know, for traditional you know zelda game i know a lot of fans you know they're used to just going to a dungeon fighting the sub boss getting the item fighting the boss and going to the next and the next and the next 
I totally understand. I am I am one of those, but again, last episode I talked about being optimistic. So, you know, in life you gotta practice what you preach. So I was I was getting it. But I can understand some of the traditional Zelda fans' frustrations with the with this playstyle of the game. Because some people in life they like a navigation. So they like from point A to point B. With here, you know, with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild, there's really no type of navigation. Basically, you're approaching the game how you see fit. For me, when I played Breath of the Wild, I created my own type of flow. And once you get used to that flow, the game flows a little bit easier for you. For me, what I did was I went to Rudo Village first and took care of that because once you beat the Calamity boss for that Divine Beast, you know, you get Rivali's Gale. And if Rivali's Gale, you know, it generates that win, you know, for you to, you know, perish, paraglide up in the air and that helps you in the long run when you're climbing and it helped you get to certain areas. So with that, I went to um, do the cam. I went to Gerudo Village, you know, did the Calamity Boss there, got Yuber's Fury. And with Yuber's Fury, you know, you hold down the button, what was it, the Y button, you know, the charge button, and it releases the thunder. There you go, boom. And it does an insane amount of damage, so that helped in the long run. And then I went to do, you know, get Memphis Love and do Garou's Protection. So it definitely generated the flow for me that I felt comfortable. So it's one of them things where you have to, you know, find your type of system that works for you in order for you to tackle the game. Now I'm still not a fan of, you know, one minute you hit, you know, you fight these Bobbicans or other enemies, you know, you hit them, hit them, beat them, and then you, you know, if you get hit by them, you know, they take a little half a piece of a heart, turn around, go three minutes down the road. You fight another enemy, boom, you're dead with one hit. You know, that junk is crazy. I've never died so many times in a Zelda game until I played this one. So, if you haven't played Breath of the Wild, again, I recommend that you play that one first. Then you go into Tears of the Kingdom because it continues the story. For all the gamers that I've heard that my fellow friends and gamers, you know, gaming buddies told me about that said that this is entirely different game. You guys need to go get checked out in the nearest mental institution because either you're retarded or you lost your damn mind. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious because I'm I'm just trying to understand how is this a completely new game and it's really not. And we can sit here and debate this all we want. And I'm gonna do a comparison. Let's let's go for example. I don't know how many Metal Gear Solid fans that I have out here. If we do, you know, let me hear that noise. Okay, so this is a prime example. So if you play Metal Gear Solid 1 for the PlayStation, one of the things I could point out was you really have, you know, first person, you know, view of aiming your weapon. When you played two Sons of Liberty, you was able to aim your weapon. You had a first person view of aiming your weapon, you know, and that's how it transcends. Like you add on stuff to a video game. Then you play Metal Gear Solid 3, 
where you know you went back in time of the big you know how snake became big boss and you know you was eating snakes you know you was on some survival stuff like they added new mechanics and then they went to metal gear solid four gun, guns of the patriots where you could customize weapons you had the camo you know suit you know you had different things and that's part of how you know it works like sequels that was part of sequels it was that's how it works you start off with something and then you build from it so with that being said breath of the wild it started off with something it was a sequel because it continued the story and guess what they did they added on to stuff for example we took out the runes out thank gosh and they gave them you know raru's abilities you know and i thought that was way better than what we got for the runes because i hated the runes i think they suck i think you know one of the biggest factors that made the game so fun for kids of the kingdom was the fact that you know we had a whole lot of crafting and if you didn't think people enjoyed it go on tiktok and watch the dude who made that big stick figure that had that made the little what the dildo that was shooting on fire so i guess that was an obt <laughs> hh is on you know creativity is limited and speaking of Metal Gear Solid and Tears of the Kingdom and this crafting, I did see something pretty cool. Someone made their own version of Metal Gear Rex. So again, the creativity with the crafting was limitless. So shout out to Nintendo for doing anything on that. Another thing I do want to point out that I want to give Nintendo props on was the fusing diffusing ability at first i'm not gonna lie i did not care for it the reason why was because when you attach a minecart to a sword it looks freaking ridiculous it ain't makes sense and for me i'm the type of person that i need stuff to make sense but for the most part when i start playing the game and you fight the enemies and they drop like the horns like for example the bobbin boss the silver one when you fought him and you got his horn and you attached it to like a sword that looks like an axe yo it was insane with you know how in you know my power increased my attack power increased for the weapon and it was doing damage so it definitely i saw the real purpose of the fusing mechanic and worked out perfectly so and i was kind of upset because i'm like why the hell we didn't have this in breath for the wild because it definitely would have helped out a whole lot um what else we got what else we got um if anyone is still playing the game because i'm not even gonna lie i still play it even though i'm playing final fantasy 16 right now but i still you know tune into tears of the kingdom if you have not received your master sword yet well you know pulled it out just know they're gonna do stanima wheels this time instead of the 13 hearts like they did breath for the wild and i believe it's two stanima wheels don't quote me it's probably two or three but um definitely just know that this is going to be a standard mill will base this time this is not going to be based on hearts and what else we got what else we got tears of the kingdom um i'm going to talk about ganadolf so if you know me personally for gaming experience and you know you talk my, my brain about things and we talk you would know ganadolf is my favorite gaming villain of all time um, story wise 
you know, just how Nintendo just built him up to be this, this straight up evil villain that has want nothing but power and yet he just does what he got to do to get what he want. So with this one, I gotta say this, this is no different. And if anyone played Zelda Skyward Sword and you saw his predecessor, Demise, because that's pretty much what he is like, predecessor, or his reincarnation, you know, you know, Demise reincarnation is Ganondorf. But when he went to his demon form, when he got the, the, the stone from Sonya and he transformed into the demon, didn't he kind of, you know, he resembled Demise in some ways. And if you didn't, don't believe me, go look at the, the hair and everything and just pull up Demise and look. Because I really thought at one point that Demise was going to secretly pop up their own version, but it is all good. Um, What else we got? So, also, with the outfits, we had a lot of nostalgia. Um, I don't know how what you guys got, but for me, I got the Fierce Deity outfit. I got that maxed out. I'm working on a Tingle outfit. I think I got the pants. So, I just got to get, get the helm and the, the body armor for the Tingle outfit, and I'll be good. I got the Ocarina of Time outfit. I got the Wind Waker outfit. I got Mintness Helmet, I have Majora's Mask, and I think it was something, oh yeah, uh, Twilight Zone's Tunic, that's what I have so far, but yeah, definitely a lot of, you know, nostalgia, a lot of references, so it definitely brings back some memories, but in overall, um, I enjoyed the game, whole lot of freaking map, oh my god, so for those who played Breath of the Wild and have not touched Tears of the Kingdom yet, oh. So basically, the map is pretty much the same, but they added the sky factor. As you see, you know, you can tell by the the trailer, you know, if you look at the gameplay, yeah, you can even tell by the freaking cover, hello, he's in the sky. So you already know you're gonna be in the sky. But there's also, you have a map under Hyrule. You know, they call it the, the Chasm. And if I mispronounce that, you can throw rocks at Now that itself is a whole new beast. Um, so you know how when you was in the castle, Hyrule Castle, and you touched the you know calamity or other areas that had calamity, you would get hit. Well, they have a whole lot of that down there, and they call it gloom. So what happens is, if you stay in a gloom area too much, like a puddle, or you get hit by an enemy with gloom, and trust me majority all the enemies down there they have gloom all over them what will happen is your heart it will break and one of the things that you will have to do is these these things called light roots is basically how the equivalent of you going to a tower and you activating it so the map could you know show you more area well it's the same thing with the light root it, it lights up a good portion of an area and if you had a heart broken it would replenish back to being a whole full heart so you can replenish your health because once a heart is broken you won't be able to replenish your health at the moment for that specific heart so it's definitely a little bit tricky so definitely watch out 
uh, watch out too with the Ganado fight because I thought I was hot shit and I thought I can take him on with just you know regular let me just make a meal that's boosting up my attack power and then also my uh, defense but the first time that I fought Ganondorf I got my ass handed to me big time <laughs> and then I felt I ain't never felt embarrassed I tried to fight him for a good hour I got to the second phase so there is a couple of phases with Ganondorf it's basically you have to fight his army and that goes to I believe what is it four rounds of that you have to go with the, through Ganondorf's army before you get to fight Ganondorf himself and one thing I kind of wish they would have done with Ganondorf was give Ganondorf his own his own specific weapon like how Link has the Master Sword Ganondorf has gloom weapons you know the spear you know the boulder breaker looking like weapon and then his sword but I wish there was a specific sword like Katana like how Demas had his own sword I wish they would have had a special kind of sword for him to to battle with but to each his own but yeah when you do that you're gonna fight Ganondorf in his original form and then he's gonna turn into his demon form so that demon form he is OP with his health um it's definitely um some phases to it to a two big phases you're gonna fight it with his phantoms because he's gonna have his phantoms around and then the sages they're gonna help you but once you get to a certain point with his health when you downsize it it's gonna cut, go to a cutscene where if he still has phantoms he's gonna absorb the power and he's gonna do like a shockwave blast that knocks everyone out and it's just you and him and the thing that i can say with that is he's going to dodge more so you know how you dodge and he do you do the fury fresh well he can do it too and he does it does it more frequently on the second phase so just be careful with that what i recommend is if you're good with parrying if he attacks you and you know how to parry at the right time just do that because that worked for me so once you get past that you have the one final phase you know how calamity ganon turned into the big boar well he's going to turn into a dragon and it's it's a, it's a easy it's an easy battle you know you just hit the the craters that has the eyeballs and then you go straight for the head for the secret stone and that's pretty much it um overall like i said i've enjoyed this game i have invested over 165 hours of it i'm still exploring but um overall i enjoyed it you know i wish people would give it a chance in a sense because i know it's tough for traditional zelda fans who are used to just the you know the nitty-gritty of going to dungeons getting the items and all that good stuff to just have it to where okay i'm going to shrines i'm doing these shrines and all this other stuff and, you know weapons breaking and all that trust me i'm not a fan of that either and you know i hope for the next installment of zelda maybe if they're gonna go if this is a new route we're going with zelda games maybe they could incorporate some of the originality of hey let me go to a dungeon let me get an item and all that good stuff and you know maybe that would ease some some fans hearts. um let's see oh yeah so let me get back to 
why I originally dreaded doing this this episode. Like I said, a lot of people, that's all they do is talk about it. And I get it. People have to do what they got to do for the keep their viewership. You know, it's the hottest topic. They get it that they got to jump on it. I get it. I definitely get it. You know what I'm saying? I respect it. However, you have to do it in a sense where it's not overbearing. Like, you're not trying to shove stuff down people's throats because that's when they get irritated. Because, me personally, if you try to shove stuff down my throat, I get really pissy really quick. And it's just not a good experience to just basically just nonstop talk about this. Like, there's nothing else in the gaming world to talk about. We have a lot of topics to discuss. Like I said, I know this is the hottest topic at the time, but just for one, you know, give it, give it, let it give us some air, man. And then with the conspiracy theories, I heard some outlandish stuff from my, my fellow gamers, you know, some of my gaming buddies. Was like, Yo, did you, did you hear that Link was, you know, someone made a video that Link was a transgender and that. It, it, it was just a lot of things it, it and that's when i just turned my whole i just turned everything off i, I checked out like I, I just couldn't do it no more because it was just i'm like okay now we're starting to get just too much so that's why i kind of just waited I, I get you know i just had so i do apologize for being late people because i know several people wanted to talk you know, want me to talk about this, they wanted to talk about it, you know, because, again, you know, this was a highly anticipated game, and I get it, but for me, when I want certain games, I really don't talk about it, I just wait for it for long state, let me play it, let me beat it, I'll talk to you later about it, and that's the sound of it. And for this one in particular, I do want to say this, so... I end up getting a special edition copy of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom along with the special edition OLED model and I want to proudly say that this is my first ever special edition console along with a special edition game. Um, I'm definitely happy that I did it because especially with Zelda because I've been a Zelda fan since I've been out of time so if there was any game that I ever wanted to be my first you know special edition console special edition game it's definitely I'm happy that it is Zelda and I went through a little bit of a heartache with getting a special edition version of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom and People know why and if you go on a website I wrote a whole little rant because I was getting killed out there for freaking um scalpers. But shout out to my people at Walmart customer service rep. You know, he definitely told me, hey man, yo just keep on checking. We will most likely will have, you know, copies available for pre-order. And sure enough, definitely had a copy of pre-order and it definitely came on time. So just shout out for that. And best buy customer service, get it together. Get your life together. <laughs> no, I'm I'm dead serious. Like you can't just tell me, well, just try harder or something. Like what kind of shit is that? Like, dude, like why you want to say this something is stock? And when I even put it in my car, it's not even available no more. Like 
Come on, man. I ain't got time for that shit. I'm trying to do business with you guys. Like, get together. But, but man, I'm just happy I just got that out of my way. I can't wait for the next Zelda game. So, uh, maybe it's going to come down a couple of years. But, like I said earlier, I hope they incorporate their new ITs with, you know, just traditional game Zelda gameplay. And I think it will work out. So, with that being said, let's talk about maybe my top five Zelda games. So, Ocarina of Time is always going to hold the crown, no matter what. Always going to be my number one. Then, I, me personally, I'm going to go with Skyward Sword. So, I know this game got a lot of crap when it came out because a lot of people was not feeling the motion plus controls. I think, me personally, opinion, this is not a fact, this is just my opinion, this was one of the greatest things that I've had for, for Zelda. Just for the fact that you got to just control Link's movements, especially, you know, just fighting-wise and the shield, I think that was pretty cool. Um, the story-wise, beautiful story, loved it. It he's a lot about you know Link and Zelda, you know having a serious relationship, or uh, but it never happened. But Link, you know, he was definitely a good friend, and I appreciate that thing. He, you know, just showed that they had a strong bond, and you know you could tell Link he would go to for now because so the things that he did in the game. Um, I liked the demise. Demise that battle at the end was epic. Like. Even though he whipped my ass a few times. <laughs> nah, he really did. He really did. And I remember that that, that moment I finally got him, man. I, I remember I went in the fridge and popped open a Corona because I, I was through. I was through. Like, Demise really got me. So, I actually got it for the Nintendo Switch. And then with the gyro controls, I don't care for it too much. I like the motion plus better, but I still have it because you know nostalgia. So after Skyward Sword, I'm gonna go with Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess definitely. If Skyward Sword didn't have the story that it did and talk about the origin with the the Master Sword and the Triforce. Definitely Sky, I mean, Twilight Princess would, would be number two. But, you know, and that's just basically story wise because Twilight Princess to me was up there with Skyward Sword. Because, you know, you had a good story. Link turned into a wolf. You know, the Twilight era, you know, world looked beautiful. You know, um, you learned the new sword moves. The dungeons was pretty cool, clean. Um,. It was just a lot of things going on with that game that was great. I actually played the Wii version. I didn't know there was a GameCube version until me and Jordio started streaming Twilight Princess and we actually streamed the, the GameCube version. So that was pretty cool. But love the game. I love the, the sequence of events that happened at the end. When you went to the Twilight Realm, you battled Zan, then you came back to Hyrule and you battled Ganondorf. I love that the fact they broke it up into phases with the fight and the epic last sword fight between you and Ganondorf. Especially, you know, you can use all the moves that you learned from your predecessor. 
Like, that was pretty dope. So, let me see. I'm up to three. So, let's go to the fourth Zelda game that's in my top five. I am going to have to go with Spirit Tracks. So, Spirit Tracks. Oh, my gosh. That was definitely a hidden gem. I, I appreciate that game. I love the two link series because it's goofy, it's silly, it was it's awesome. But the fact that you can just ride a train and you have the customizations of the train and I freaking love that game. And matter of fact, I, I you know, I kinda just wanna go back and get in the handheld and just looking to uh, see if I can purchase that game again because I enjoyed that game so much and it was definitely fun. I definitely want to have you know my custom you know customize my trains you know it was just definitely fun the tune series i don't think the two link series it gets a lot of credit for what they do but i'm definitely giving it a uh my top five and last but not least my fifth and final pick for my top five so I had to debate myself with this one. It was either going to be Link's Awakening or Majora's Mask. And I'm going to go with Majora's Mask with this one just for the fact of the fish deity part. Like that, wearing that mask was pretty badass. Um, I ain't going to lie. This was definitely tough because with Majora's Mask in particular, I have a love-hate relationship with it. It's more for the fact that, you know, you have to go back in time and you got to do certain events over and over and over again. And the one that pretty much stands out to me that you had to do over was the Caffey story. I did not, did not, did not care to do that over and over because, but... For the most part, you had to do it for because you had got several, you know, things from that. That's including masks and like the the top notch milk and all that other crap. And yeah, it was definitely a pain. Um, it was cool that you can turn into a a DQ or Goron or Zora. Like I I get it, but um, just keep on you know repeating the events the only thing that i probably said it was fun to just fight and do over was the bosses except for york york was a it was a bastard like straight up bastard to fight <laughs> that's if you played the um new, new, the original nintendo 64 if you played the nintendo 3ds version they actually made a change and I actually liked it that change. So that made the battle a little bit better because Nintendo 64, he tore you, he tore you up. Like if you was in that water and you did not know how to maneuver, once he swallowed you up, he's taking some hearts. So you would have definitely had to rank up on bottle fairies and the whole nine. Um I didn't I didn't care for like this the fairies being separated too and you had to do all that and it's like oh my gosh like I've did all I, I got all the masses I got all the fairies I did the fierce DT got the great fairy sword it was just the fact that like I said you had to do the events over and over and over again oh man but um like I said 
doing that all of that for the first d18 and what kind of sucks about that is you only could have used him in boss battles so it kind of sucked i kind of wish you know they were re you know remaster it and make it like a little dlc where if you can wear majora's mask to see you know where that angle would take but it is what it is but for the most part those are my top five i know there's some others that i've played that you know comes in mind i like the hyrule warriors you know especially the deluxe that went on the switch i definitely i think at that time i put 160 hours also on that i had fun um age of calamity you know i played that game and there were certain aspects of it that i kind of wish like you know like we rolled the divine beast i'm like damn kind of wish that was in breath of the wild like, kind of i would think you know they would do something like that but to each his own you know and it's it is what it is but you know what are you guys if all my zelda fans what are your top five zelda games let's you know let's talk about that let's definitely talk about that in the comment section let's interact let's 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 network let's talk let's vibe but um it looks like you know what we call it a wrap for the night uh i'm definitely appreciate you guys tuning in um definitely i'm definitely guys gonna catch you on the flip side i'm probably next time i'm going to talk about 2k you know nba 2k um I, they did talk about the release of 2k24 and kobe is going to be on the cover so i'm definitely happy for that you know rest in peace kobe you the goat and definitely because there's some things i want to talk about especially from my own personal experience about 2k so let's definitely definitely shoot the breeze about that but again my name is magnus and i definitely appreciate you guys one love please guys stay safe and healthy and have a good night And token, you're still a black asshole.